Hi friend, welcome to Heartbeats, a storytelling podcast taking place in an extraordinary land filled with ordinary people. I am your storyteller Xander, and here with me are Rob and Jazz. So let's take a trip into town and see what's going on, shall we? Last time on Heartbeat Z, Jacques and Charlene were due for dinner. Jacques had made a pasta bake and accidentally committed a crime. Arson. On the way to dinner, they discover that their time traveling has changed the world even more. A Matsuda Corp store is under construction in town. Jacques breaks in and commits a second crime. Petty vandalism. Charlene sees a crowd gathering around a tall half-orc woman who is being arrested. She interrupts and tries to calm the situation, but instead the orc woman escapes when an arrow from nowhere breaks her cuffs. Charlene and Jacques slip away before they can get blamed and make their way to Jesse's. But right as they get there, an arrow lands in the door with a mysterious message. Thanks new friends find out more on this episode of heartbeat well that intro summed it up what are you guys going to do now being in front of jesse's house a note in one hand an arrow in the other last we left charlena and Jacques, the door had just opened and Charlene was about ready to stick her foot in her mouth. Hi, Jesse. Uh, do you do you know this handwriting? She holds up the note. Does this look familiar to you? Uh, so yes, as y'all are standing uh, in front of the door with Jesse, yes, that she looks at the note, and you're asking if she recognizes the the handwriting or yeah, yeah. Um, it says your friends, but I'm not sure I want to be friends with these people because they just stuck an arrow in your door in order to give us this note, I'm not really sure. Yeah, anyway, do you recognize it? Uh, uh, no. Not really. And she looks at her door, um, seeing, like, the big notch now and by the knocker. I don't think I want to be friends with him either. That is not how you knock on a door. Like, I've heard of knocking an arrow, but this is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm so proud of myself. Of my really bad are. joke. It's a really terrible joke. Oh, but come in, come in. And she, you know, opens the door wider, way shall into her to her home. We brought pasta bake! Jacques Jacques um holds up the pasta bake and says, Sorry that we're running late. Um some stuff happened on the way. Pretty important stuff. Um, you might want to heat this up a little bit. Um, I think it's just starting to get cold. Like, oh! Perfect! Great! Pasta bake! And she looks uh, behind her shoulder. Uh, did you hand her the pasta bake? Yeah. Okay. Uh, taking the pasta bake from you. Seen it! Did you hear that? And from, like, down, down, like, the small little hallway, you just hear... Oh my god, I heard. I love pasta bake. <laughs> and, you know, she's gesturing y'all to come in. Um, Jack wanders in. Uh, so yeah, so y'all walk uh, into the house on, like, the top of the, the walls or little shelves with some knickknacks and figurines. And as you enter the living space, you see the nice couch 
you see a nice TV and you see these like nice glass casings uh, of shells filled to the brim with figurines and there's like um, plaques with like show names on them. Wow, these are really nifty. I don't remember seeing them here before. Um, what's that one? And she points to the large one on the last shelf. Oh yeah, those are all of Zenith's uh, toys. <laughs> and immediately you hear uh, from the kitchen like a cl- like the clashing of like plates. <laughs> you see Zenith's had like careening. Like if you dropped five plates on the ground? No, no, like, uh, like if you just kind of like had a second plate and you oh. just kind of drop them like on like the counter, you hear like a little, yeah. you know, uh, and you see Zedith coming around the corner from the, the kitchen door. They are not toys, Jesse. I have told you this so many times. They are one sixteenth scale figurines of some of the best and amazing characters in fiction. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> and that one is 42 from one of the best horror shows ever. Uh-huh. Maybe we'll get to listen to it together sometime. I love horror. Oh my god, I do too. Is that a space goblin? And um, wh- who's this Who's this little blue-skinned person? She seems happy enough. Yeah, Zenith sparkles. Ah, the blue one is great. Jester is Hilarious. <laughs> but yeah, so you... Uh, Zenith is just showing y'all all her figures, opening it up and showing all the ones y'all are uh, specifically pointing out. And they're really nice crafted figurines. Is that a dragon with a flower on its back? That's gorgeous. Je- Jesse points to it and just goes, Oh yeah, the dragon one is one of my favorites. It's really beautiful how they got the different colors coming through. Wow. Jacques reaches down to touch one of the figurines. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying with this, she like reacts and like slaps the hand away. <laughs> oh, no, she, she Zena does not like go to slap your hand because she, she's just picking him up and showing him to y'all. OK, that was the weeb test. She passed. Um, <laughs> cool. Um, he picks up the figurine, holds it in his hand for a second, goes, huh, didn't melt uh, and then pops it back down. Yeah. So as you're putting it back, uh, Xena CG putting it back. That is Jeb. It's a really great one, isn't it? <laughs> he he seems he he seems sort of familiar, but I don't know why. Well, I think it's time we have pasta bake. Oh yeah, yeah. We should definitely um. Yep, we should eat that uh, and heat it. Heat it. Oh my god, the oven! And you see Zenith run to the uh, to the kitchen, <laughs> and you hear clattering of of some plates and, and pans and stuff. For the briefest moment, when Zenith says, "Oh my god, the oven," Jacques' eyes narrow as if he's trying to remember something important, but then he shakes it off and follows her into the kitchen. <laughs> Um, Charlene turns to Jesse. Will Gum Gum be joining us for dinner? Jesse gets a really grim look on her face. No, I'm joking. <laughs> she does not get a grim look on her face. Um, be careful there. <laughs> and it reach through that screen and strangle you with an hey, ox cord. Gum Gum is safe for now. Xander. 
Huh? Gum Gum? No, not tonight. He's off playing with some of his friends. Oh, good. Uh, and Jacques, as you enter the, the kitchen, you see all the uh, food that's spread out along the kitchen counter and the slightly burnt tray of like brownies that Zenith just uh, set down. The oven's a little bit smoky. Uh, that's being like uh, aired away gradually. And you see uh, Zenith like flapping her hands over the brownies. No, 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 no. Ugh, they're burning. No. And Jacques, you kind of get a, a bit of a, a look around to see like the, the actual brownie tray. Though, can you roll me perception? Sure. Thank um, you. Perception is... No, thank you. That's a six. A six. Okay. Um, so as you get a look of the like brownies a little bit more, you see that there's like a little bit of like a blue flame uh, above the brownies that are that she's trying to like wave away. So like the brownies are actually on fire. Or? The brownies are legitimately on fire, like with a blue flame. Okay. Yeah, Jacques looks at that, and for a moment he squints his eyes as if he's trying to remember something. Uh, but then he shakes it off and he grabs a tea towel and sort of tries to bat the top of the um the the brownies to try and help put out the fire. Yeah, uh, you you absolutely do that, and uh, the flames subside after a bit of like padding. Uh, the brownies kind of have a little bit of padding marks now, but that's fine. The brownies are uh, possibly savable. Thank you, Jacques. You're not so bad. Did you think I was bad beforehand? She just looks at you a little bit like her face kind of scrunched up. You literally slammed the door in my face earlier today. Oh, oh um, yeah, uh, so- sorry about that. I guess that's fair. Um, but I did put a fire out, so maybe fresh start? Putting a fire out. Jacques squints his eyes a moment longer. And then he shakes it off again. <laughs> Did someone say put a fire out? And Putting- Charlene comes into the kitchen, both hands up. There's old starting to form on her fingertips. Putting putting a fire out. No, I think we're okay. I think we're okay, Charlene. With that, you hear Jesse kind of kind of have a gasp like, and she goes, Zenith, are you okay? And she goes and like hugs her. She's like, and you see her just caressing Zenith's hair. It's like, it's okay. They're just brownies. It's okay. Don't cry. <laughs> and you see Zenith more <laughs> just like stoic in face. Though both of y'all roll me uh, insight. A six again. A six. Five. Five. Okay. So, Charlene, you think that this might be kind of odd since, you know, Zenith doesn't look upset, but you do kind of get the sense, like, she probably is. Jacques, you you see Zenith, and since you're, you know, right next to her, you get a bit of a, a closer view that her, where her uh, eyes are, and to kind of describe... You know, her face is just, like, the shape of, of, like, a person's face. There's no, like, actual eyes or an actual nose. It's just, you know, goo in the in the shape of a face. You can see uh, goop, goopy tears 
kind of forming around the uh, corners of her eyes as they like kind of go in and out. Uh, Jacques reaches down to the brownie tray and grabs a bit of the um, the edge of the brownie and sort of breaks it off and um, pops it in his mouth and um, just goes, mm, it's well cooked. That's a good recipe. Charlene turns to the two women that are consoling each other and she goes, I think crying is really good. You know, getting those emotions out, it's not good to keep those pent up. Is the pasta bake okay? Um, the, <laughs> the pasta bake was left in the living room as it was never brought into the kitchen. Uh, but the pasta bake is okay. <laughs> and Charlie Jessie, goes and gets the pasta bake and puts it in the oven. <laughs> not making eye contact at all with Jesse or Zenith. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And as you're doing this, Jesse, uh, you know, pulls Zenith back away from the oven to like <laughs> you do your pasta bake ing. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, letting your emotions out is good. That's what Zenith keeps telling me. Zenith and Jesse start like setting the table and bringing the abundance of food. So there's like, uh, like a really large salad bowl filled to the brim with like a bunch of really good stuff. Like it's a nice spinach salad because iceberg lettuce is gross. Uh, there's a nice cooked pheasant. What about a, 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 a pheasant? It's like a croissant, but a living croissant bird. So there's a delectable pheasant. It's a nice breaded bird creature that's nice and, and cooked that they bring over to the table. Uh, a bunch of sides, mashed potatoes, mac and cheese, really nice home cook meal. By the time they're done setting up the table, you know, a ding is heard on the, the oven for the pasta bake that is now heated and ready to be enjoyed with this delectable meal. This looks great. It's been a long time since we've had a home-cooked meal. I don't cook much. Jessie just has a big smile on her on her face. Oh, well, I do hope you enjoy it. Yeah. So y'all sit down, start enjoying the meal. It's really good. Really delicious. So, Jessie, uh, how did you and Zenith meet? Oh, she just appeared one day. <laughs> no. Um. <laughs> She just appeared in your house and you just decided, I like this person, she should stick around? <laughs> no. You we know, should just think... become friends and like live next to each other in a hotel? You know, I think that's what happened with me and Jeffrey. He hasn't tried to kick me out of his place yet. <laughs> we're, we're turning back time. Je Jesse smiles and just goes, <laughs> Oh, but when the sixth time... Uh, the seventh time. Yeah, the seventh time when Gum Gum got out. Zena found him, brought him back, and went to coffee, went on a few dates. She took me to some weird shows. <laughs> Did just... you guys go to the play too? Charlene, that wasn't weird. It was fantastic. That's because you <gasps> cried. I know. The third and second time I saw it as well. Oh my god, yes. The play is great, Jacques. You are so much better. Than I thought you were. Thank I you. I forgive you for slamming the door in my face. You're welcome. I mean. So what else is there to do in town other than go see the same play four times and have home cooked meals? 
I heard there might be this thing called a sky raft. Is that a thing? Uh, they both look at you kind of kind of dumbfounded for a second. Uh, have you not been on a sky raft before? Like, aren't you all from, like, the city? Originally, I'm from the city. I've been on a sky raft once, but I was wondering where the place around Heartbeats is to get a ride. Jacques loves heights. No. Uh, well, we don't really have, like, a skyport, uh, but Timaris does have his own hangar, and he has so many sky rafts. Like, so many. Uh, I'm pretty sure he can fly y'all if y'all want or whatever so is there anything else to do in heartbeats any festivals coming up that we should make sure we go to i hear there's a lot of them (gasps) yes like spiller nights in three weeks mechanics parade in two weeks there's a dog show in two days (laughs) and she just lists like other ones that are happening in months in advance uh, one called Snowbirds. So is Gum Gum going to be at the dog show? I know he's not really a dog. He's a dog blend, but like, maybe he could be a judge. Zeus just starts laughing and Zenith just rolls her eyes. Uh, Gum Gum has been the guest judge for like the last five years. His say is pretty much make it or break it. That's amazing. Xander, I want you to know I am very much looking forward to this show now. Like, I cannot describe how no, excited so I am going. for this. We're so going. And you have to describe all of the dog breeds because oh, I'm no, a no, dog no. breed I'm, person. I'm, I've got many thoughts about this. We're going to have words. I really need to go talk to the mayor again because there's a lot of expenses for all these festivals. I don't think he realizes that when he's planning them all. I'm pretty sure that's why he hired you, though. I know. I probably need to go do my job. Has he listened to a word you've said? I'm sorry, I don't mean to make this dinner about politics. Wait, like, uh, Jacques, you're in charge of, like, the money in the festivals? Yeah, the, the oh financial my God. planning Finally. for the town. Finally. Like, we've been needing someone to just... And you see Jessie immediately like, put her hand, her, her like hand in her face, just shaking her head like, oh no, oh no, not again. And Zenith goes on a <laughs> whole tirade for a solid 15 minutes on how like uh, Jeffrey's Magic Festival is a waste of town resources and money, having to hire outside mages to even perform half the things because he's like the only mage in town. <laughs> and how the Snowbirds Festival just wastes so much food and so much money on importing food from outside for a huge festival that no one's going to eat all that food and just a bunch of like complaints and stuff to you. And Jacques, I think, tries to get a word in edgeways a couple of times, but just isn't able to, like, get in whilst she's listing all of these concerns. So he just sort of starts nodding and trying to, like, remember all of these things to follow up with the mayor about. And then and <clears throat> she finishes off with, and then they have the nerve, the nerve, to make a Matsuda day. Like, can you believe it? Sorry, run me that one again? Uh... Matsuda Day. Like, 
Oh no, the big Matsuda Corp is coming in the town, helping the town. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and she just starts crossing her arms. It is a travesty. Oh, that's okay. That one won't be getting funded. Uh, oh my god. Like, really? <sighs> yeah, no, no, no. Not Shock, fund you're that like one. my new best friend. Aw, thanks. Charlene's mine. <laughs> uh, so today y'all have a pleasant time at dinner uh, y'all talk and as dinner is uh, finishing up Jesse thanks you for you know the pasta bake that Zenith ate half of and thankfully you're not all grossed up by how she eats because when the food goes into her mouth it like vanishes so you're not seeing like food particles like float float around so do y'all want to pl- uh Stay a little bit, play some, play some games, maybe charades. Uh, charades. Thank you for the offer, but, um, I think I'm going to head home. Oh, uh, oh, okay. Uh, Charlene, or do you want to? And Zenith is just like leaning back in her chair out of eyeline of Jesse and just shaking her head. No. <laughs> Maybe some other time when we can come over and play with Gum Gum. I'm sure we'll see you at the doc show in a couple of days. Yeah, I'll bring cucumber sandwiches. It'll be great. We'll make a day of it. Perfect. So yeah, with that, uh, y'all uh, head out, say y'all's goodbyes. Um, Jacques gets like a cool new handshake with Zenith. <laughs> For now being like the bestest of friends. As as they're walking home, Jacques pulls out the bit of paper that he first had the day that he came into town um, that starts with a friend met on the train at the top. And um, you can see there's now a bunch of other names on there and he adds Zenith on there um, as a friend met at dinner. Uh, and then he, he sort of unfolds the bit of paper fully and sees at the bottom a note that he'd written for himself, which was, remember to turn the oven off. Charlene? Yeah, Jacques? I brought I brought a pasta bake over to yours. And yeah? Then we, and then we ate it tonight. Uh-huh. Did I mention turning an oven off? You don't have a kitchen, so you borrowed someone else's? Yeah, who's did I borrow, Xander? Uh it would have been it would have been the kitchen in um uh, the the in the hotel. The shoot is in. Yeah, I, I used Jeffrey's kitchen in the, the Sheep's Head Inn. Um, I'm sure he would have turned the oven off. Yeah. I wonder why I wrote this note. <gasps> Brownies! <laughs> Go back in the kitchen and make sure that Zenith and Jesse's oven is turned off. And it is. Uh, they, are, they are surprised to see you back, but uh, they thank you for assuring that their oven was still off. Um, can I can I take a brownie to go? They were really good, perfectly gooey in the middle. Uh, Zenith uh brights up at that, like, oh my god, like, of course. Outside, Jacques stares at this thing for a moment longer, and his eyes squint as if he's trying to remember something, and then they go wide as he actually remembers going into Matsuda Corp and knocking stuff over and turning an oven on for no reason um, and he takes off down the street 
Um, he doesn't wait for Charlene. He's he's running back to that building to see that it's okay. Jacques? Jacques, where'd you go? Okay. Well then. So, Rob, get your dice ready. So, Jacques, you're running back to the Matsuda Corp building. Mm-hmm. Are you, how much of a rush are you in? A lot. Um, describe to me how you're running and how you're feeling right now. Um, Jacques is um, has basically got his head down and is trying to um, like just get there as quickly as possible. He's really like um, trying to sprint the distance, um, uh, and he's feeling kind of confused it, it, it's like he couldn't remember that he'd gone into the building until now and he doesn't know why he did it he's trying to piece it together but but he knows he has to get back and turn off that oven like he doesn't understand why he would do that and um, yeah so he's kind of confused and anxious which to be fair is normal Jacques but it's amplified okay so with that, roll me Dex plus Spirit. Um, it's a seven. A seven. So you are running down this dirt path, and what took you a 30-minute walk becomes about a 10-minute run to get to uh, back to the end of town. Uh, night has fallen. It is very dark out. And you run past the sheriff station where the incident was earlier in the day uh, you come to the crossroads to the left is the Matsuda Court building and can you quickly roll me perception um, that's a five as you're making that left to your right you hear a percussive boom of sorts um, Jacques will stop and check out what that, like, look for the direction of that noise before continuing. As you look to uh, the path to the right, you see down the road a little bit, you see a bunch of dust billowing out from in between two buildings. Though it's hard to make out anything else in this dark, dim light, as, like, the streetlights are not bright enough to really give you any more of a view. Okay. Um,. I think Jacques looks between the source of the sound and the billowing smoke from a few shops down, and then he looks back at Matsuda Corp, and he's, he's torn between something he knows he has to fix and then someone possibly being in trouble and something that he could help with. Uh, and I, as the player, am also torn and don't know which way I want to go, so I'm going to roll a dice and say one to three, he goes to Matsuda, and four to six, he goes to um, the alleyway. That's a six. Um, Jacques heads towards the alleyway. Okay. And how are you approaching this alleyway? Um, Jacques, um, I think, is still in a state of haste, so he just runs towards the alley. Okay. He wants to try and help quickly so that he can get back to the time bomb of an oven. Okay. So you hastily run to this alleyway. Uh, The smoke that was there is calming down our smoke <clears throat> uh, the dust cloud that was there has settled down and in the alley you 
make out uh, two figures. All three of you make eye contact with each other. Um, and Rob, what does one of these people look like? Um, the one on Jacques' left is um, kind of a very short figure. Um, he's a human, but he's sort of got the dimensions of a dwarf. He's kind of very um, rotund and short, kind of compactly built. Um, and uh, he's covered in kind of black, uh, black clothing, um, with a number of bandolier belts strapped across him and, and a couple of obvious um, uh, quick access uh, knives and things um, across him. And um, his, his head is um, balding um, with a lot of kind of hair coming out around his head, but very bald on top. Um, he kind of has a, a shrew-like face. Okay. And Jazz, why don't you tell us what the other individual looks like? The other person is all arms and chest. Like, not in the literal sense, but like you look at them and the first thing you see is their biceps that are just like two hands worth around. They're just massive biceps and uh, forearms and they've never skipped peck day. Uh, and it just, it narrows down into like this waist and then these spindly little legs that you're not quite sure how it's holding up this person. And they have uh, a hat that is like black and grey striped and has like a little bobble at the end of it and it just like it goes like you know like halfway down their back kind of like an elf hat but it's in black and grey and there's uh, what looks to be maybe a fox stole that's been turned into a belt? It's just very strange that someone would be wearing furs at this time of day and season. Two very unique individuals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, Jacques, you out. see these two uh, individuals who stand out very much so. What does Jacques th- do seeing these two men in Spellway Dust Cloud? The building to the left has a big gaping hole in it now. Yeah, Jacques hasn't made the connection, even though he's seen the play three times. Um, although, does Xander, do these two people seem familiar to Jacques? Possibly. Roll me insight. But that's a nine? Nine. Okay, yeah. Um, for Jacques, for once in his life, kind of recognizes someone, though you've talked about him earlier this evening and have seen them in a rendition a handful of times you recognize these two as the hunter in the scout from the play you've seen Jacques is kind of baffled for a moment before saying um, before he goes what what are you two doing what in an alleyway they both look at each other and then they look at you, look into the hole in the wall, and immediately run away. Uh, and you hear you hear one of them sickering as they both run away into uh, the darkness. With that, Jacques, real quick, roll me perception one more time. Um, that's a six. A six. Uh, as you are a bit struck by this whole situation and in your exhaustion of running 
pretty hard. You kind of glance up a bit at the building that says First Heartbeats Bank. And off in the distance, you hear an explosion. And that's where we're going to call it. dropping by heartbeats that was a good time huh if you want to keep the good times rolling you can contact us at twitter at heartbeatscast you can contact our wonderful storyteller at adepsander you can find the wonderfully talented jazz at orange like jazz and you can find humble or me at potentially rob oh and go have a look at our fancy new website at heartbeatscast.com lastly If you've liked the show so far, we'd love it if you'd go to iTunes and like, rate, and review us. It would mean a bunch. Bye, friend. Bye.